Welcome to My Kid Wants to Be a Pro Gamer. In this episode, we're talking to a guy that goes by the tag name of Zant. You can see him on YouTube. He has about 13,000 subscribers. He also can see him on Twitch, where he has a few thousand followers and makes a pretty decent supplement to his income. He just graduated from college with a degree in environmental design for games. This is a Max Dimensio production, and you can see Max on Twitch at twitch.tv slash Max Dimensio. That's Max Dimension without the N at the end. Now let's listen to a little bit of the audio from one of Zant's Twitch streams. It's obviously much richer when you get to see the video, but just give you a little bit of a taste of how he interacts with his community. I need to, I need to blow myself up again. Yo, Mystic Umbreon, hey, thank you so much for the raid, friend. How are you doing tonight? Hope your stream was awesome. What's up? What's up, what's up? We're trying to get through this wall here. And I just ruined it. <laughs> I bonked. Yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't like this spot here. I don't like this spot. I don't like clipping through there. But yo, everybody from uh, Mystic Stream, my name is Zance. Uh, I do a lot of Breath of the Wild speedrunning. We just found a major glitch in Breath of the Wild, allowing us to clip anywhere in the game. Basically anywhere. And we can get out of bounds and do a whole bunch of crazy stuff. So we're doing a whole bunch of testing. But yeah, this game is broken right now. Okay, let's get started. Zant, welcome to My Kid Wants to Be a Pro Gamer. I'd like to first start with how did you get into streaming? Streaming was a thing for me that kind of bridged the gap between my gaming and my social life early on in high school. I feel like I was one of those kids that was really into gaming and didn't have too many friends, but found my close friend group in some community online. And streaming was really the way that I could bridge that over with something that I could just work on and something I can enjoy. And it started out with the game RuneScape. That's the game that I got my start with, and I started streaming it. I started streaming some other games, and eventually it hit a point where I was having some success with it, and I'm able to do it almost full-time. What is RuneScape? RuneScape is an MMORPG. Um, it's by a company called Jagex. They're based out of Cambridge, UK. I think it's about a 17-year-old game now. It's an MMO that's yeah. been going on for 17 years now, and it's absolutely crazy. It was <laughs> but... really big back in the day. MMORPG is massive multiplayer online role-playing game. Right, and thank yes. you for, for some of our listeners that are not gamers. We stop every once in a while, and we give them a definition. So Sounds thank good. You. Thank you, Max. Okay, did you start on that? You said you were in high school? Yep, I was in about middle of high school, so about sophomore year. So the game had been out for a while. Yeah, the game's been out since early 2000s, about 2001. And how did you find the game? Uh, I found the game through some friends in about sixth grade. I never actually started playing it until a couple years later, though. There was just a couple friends I had that always played it, and they were always hounding me to try it. And then when I finally tried it, it hooked me. That recently happened with me in a game called Yu-Gi-Oh! Duel Links. Um, yes, yeah, yeah, I have a couple friends who have been interested in that recently. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's a lot more fun than you'd expect once you actually start investing time into the deck. One thing, how long have you been in college? Because we talked earlier how about you just finished or you're almost finished. My position with college right now is that I have one requirement left, and that's just to do an internship. Uh, once I do that, I can graduate, but I'm completely done with classes, and I've done a total of five years. I started out as a physics major, and after my first year that, I, I changed to game design, and for that reason, I had to add on the extra year. Okay, and where did you go? Uh, so I went to George Mason University in Northern Virginia. What was the gaming community like there? 
it was a pretty nice group of people. I had this really close-knit group of guys that I hung out with my first year there, and we were rooming with each other almost the entire time until they graduated just before my fifth year. We literally just all game together. We'd play the newest Call of Duty games. We'd play Grand Theft Auto, a whole bunch of other games like that. And I had one friend from that group who was really into Nintendo games, kind of like I was. So me and him were like the duo at that point. It was just a really friendly group of people. We never really did anything else with a larger gaming audience at the school. We just at that point really just didn't know anyone. We just kind of stuck with our own group. I do know there are several really nice gaming clubs there that do a lot of great work and make sure they're very inclusive to a lot of people. Those are starting to evolve and they, you know, they literally have their own Discord servers now. And it's just really cool to see that get to this point where everything's coming online even these little clubs from schools in health class today we were talking about a subject that hits home for a lot of people we're talking about how cell phones affect your social lives so i want to ask you how has like the connectivity and the internet and video games affected your social life good or bad it has basically made my social life like i said in high school and even early college outside of just close friend groups i've never really had a larger group of friends i feel like especially recent years after that one group of friends graduated before me it was just kind of like i was just on my own at the school for that time streaming has really filled that void because i have this whole network of friends that are through the internet and i can talk to them whenever that is a whole thing that ties directly into streaming because of that i've made some of the best friends i've ever made through streaming both you know friends i've only met online and friends i've literally met at events and friends i will probably be living with someday so it's not really about quantity it's about quality of like what do you have in common do your personalities click it's kind of like a double-edged sword, especially in the early years when you're still developing social skills like me, where if you're thrust into this environment where you can escape from the awkwardness of in real-life interaction, then it'll feel like, yeah, I have friends online, but I'll lose out on the opportunity to make myself better at small talk or engaging in conversation, which is something that I personally struggled with and still do sometimes. I can seriously agree with that. That is a very good point. I feel like just between friends, that bit of social awkwardness there can still exist between online relationships. But streaming is, I think, what's made that easier for me because you're talking to an audience. A lot of them can talk back to you. And especially with events I've had, like I've been on Twitch's front page, where you have literal thousands of people talking to you. It really makes you feel like you found your place in a certain sense. And it kind of develops those skills through live streaming and having those social interactions online. And that's what I feel like it's done for me. It's kind of made me feel like I have my place there. It's kind of weird, but the way I think about small talk is it's really just improv. And like, if you can talk to yourself and then all you need to do to get able to talk to other people is get comfortable speaking about whatever is on your mind, not trying to block out whatever you're thinking about. Twitch is kind of like that, where you go in, You talk to a whole bunch of people while playing a video game and you have common interests. Sometimes you'll have different opinions and you can talk about that. It's good practice in a way. You have people to talk to and you just say whatever comes to mind because there's that anonymity. There's a way to segue from that into real life where it feels like there are higher consequences, but overall you can form some really good relationships in real life. And the thing about things like Twitch and just online gaming communities is that you know they're going to have a common interest with you with people in person and a lot of the times in high school and college and places like that in life. You don't know if people are going to know about gaming, so you could start talking to them about something that you're interested in and they might not even understand any of it. 
Yeah. But with people online, if I'm talking to people in a Twitch chat, not even just mine, but Twitch chats when I'm watching a stream myself, I know they're going to understand because they have that common interest because clearly they're here on Twitch. Yeah, it's a nicely knit community. It's like exactly uh, for, where they all have the ability to talk about sports they like or what things like Twitch. Everybody's there because they like to watch live stream. And I well, feel that's... like it's a little different than YouTube. YouTube is more channel-based communities, but I feel exactly. like Twitch as a whole... Even if you go onto a channel that you don't watch, you'll all have common interests and you can talk about things. Even if you don't even play any of the same games, you can talk about the games that you do play and listen to theirs and you'll have you'll find some sort of connection there. And that's the thing I like about Twitch, even though your own community as a streamer is very limited to your own stream, but there's a big overall community to Twitch and everyone has that common interest of live streaming. No matter the games that they stream, they're all just like talking about all their different things about their stream. I'd like to know a little bit more about your streaming community. What kind of games do you stream? How did you get started in this? And what is your community like? What I'm currently streaming most of all is speedrunning. Um, if you don't know what speedrunning is, it's basically the act of playing through a game with the intention of beating it fast or completing mm. some goal fast. And there's leaderboards for it. There's world records that can be set or broken with this. And it's a very large thing, and events like Games Done Quick, you may have heard of this, they held two events every year supporting two different charities. Events like this have really popularized it over the years. Personally, I speedrun uh, the newest Zelda game, The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. Mm -hmm. um, it's the first open-world Zelda game, and it has quite a lot of differences in it. Basically, the premise of what I do on my stream is just taking that, breaking it, and figuring out how to play it fast. Because of that, my community for my stream seems to have become entirely revolved around the idea of speedrunning this game. That's not even just the community around my stream, but the community around that game as a whole is starting to almost intertwine itself with my community in a way. It's like a lot of people just coming together to try and break a game and figure out what we can do to improve our times and our speedruns. It's a really neat thing seeing a community come together like that. When I tuned into your stream, a while ago, you were playing Zelda, and you were at the beginning of what turned out to be a 24-hour streaming marathon. Did you play Zelda the whole time? Did you just try to speed run it and try to keep beating your last time? How did how did how do you go through 24 hours of streaming? So that stream was a very special stream. That was during the time where I was on what's uh, known as Twitch's partner spotlight. It's basically where a Twitch partner like myself, they give you an opportunity to be on the front page of their website for a week of streaming. You get it a couple hours a day, and that was the last day of it. So for that, I did a special really long 24-hour stream. I did a speedrun before that lasted about nine hours. It's a category of Breath of the Wild that's a pretty long run, and... I ended up getting a new world record in it, which was really nice. Neat. Congratulations. And then for the rest of the stream, we basically just kind of chilled and played some other games. How did your streaming schedule, because this is something I'm trying to learn myself, but how did you balance streaming and staying consistent to your viewers while also managing your school and making sure you get good grades? Because that's something I think everybody should really learn is balancing what you really want to do with like a backup plan. Exactly. I feel like early on for me, this was definitely a problem in high school. I would not prioritize things correctly. I'd put the stream first. I'd put the gaming first. I wouldn't put the school first. But eventually, I learned that's not how it should be. You just really have to get your priorities straight. You got to put your immediate life before your gaming life. With streaming, keeping that success while keeping that in mind, it's all about consistency. Even if you're not able to stream for high amounts of time, streaming an hour a day for five days is going to be better than streaming 10 hours for one day every single week. Because that's what keeps your viewers coming on back. And 
the point I'm trying to drive home here is consistency is key here. And then making sure you have your priorities straight and just doing what you can with the time that you do have. So it'd be advisable then to, if you could do an hour of streaming every day, for most high schoolers, you should be able to fit that in because it's, it's just, you know, that's how much people spend. They spend more time in that doing their sports team practice. Exactly. So if your thing is streaming, you know, spending an hour a day could be able to do that. Exactly. The difficulty for me with that, it's a very good point, and I'll keep it in mind. Because I, I've always known consistency is key, but I didn't know which way. So more days and consistent schedule, uh, that's good advice. I'm trying to balance is also trying to be really good at Overwatch, good enough to go pro. And I found that dreaming isn't the best way to practice it splits your focus, and then I also want to be an entertainment streamer and not a pure gameplay streamer. So it really splits my goals. I want to be better at the game, but I'm using all of my practice time to stream. So it's something I'm going to have to figure out. I know I'm going to do at least one session on the weekends for at least two hours. My goal is mm -hmm. at least two hours a week. And I know that's not very much, but good to have at least a little bit for the viewers. Well, the key of consistency is just having the consistency itself. It's not a matter of the amount of it. So if you did a weekend stream like that for your Overwatch every single week, that's some consistency right there. And your viewers are going to expect you on that day. That's what's going to keep them coming back. Now, if you just did a stream on a weekend and then the next week randomly decided, oh, I wanted to stream Tuesday and then the next week stream Thursday and keep bouncing around, it's going to be really hard to build up that base of viewers because they're not going to know when to expect you. So it's less so about the quantity and more so the quality of your consistency. It just has to be consistent. How do you get and build an audience on Twitch? So I think for me, at least, it came from a YouTube audience I had previously. I did YouTube for a bit before I actually really got into Twitch and before Twitch started taking off for me. But building and maintaining a Twitch audience is key with making sure you're connecting with people. That's what has resonated with me recently is how I've built up a community. I feel like I'm able to connect with people in a way that connects them to the games they're playing with all these techniques I do in speedruns that they don't know about and teaching them about it and showing them all these cool things they can do with the game because of that they can become interested in seeing what I'm able to do. Because of that, a lot of these people with common interests, they come together in my live stream and then they kind of just all become friends with each other just because they're trying to work on the same thing. It's really just out of common interest around a specific topic. That's what it is for a lot of streamers, because um, a lot of streamers do have more niche content that does kind of attract those audiences that are into the more niche concepts, I guess you could say. Have you ever promoted your stream, or is it mostly word of mouth from other people? Like, how do they find you? I post my streams on Twitter and a couple other social medias, but I feel like, honestly, the main thing that's gotten me publicity with streaming at least since I've done Zelda speedruns, is, you know, I, I keep saying about all the stuff that we work on for the game. And a lot of these things get a lot of really good publicity. There have been Kotaku articles, and there's another interview that I'm going to be doing soon with someone from a gaming website just about some random thing I did in Zelda. These get a lot of publicity, and they put my name on a lot of really big places. It definitely attracts people in to see this stuff. You said something earlier that I want to ask about. When you said that when you're streaming, you have thousands of people talking to you. How do you talk back to thousands of people? I don't have thousands of people talking to me when I stream. That was for one week. That was when Twitch put me on spotlight for a week where 
basically they promote a different partnered streamer every single mm -hmm. week and that was my turn that week so that's when i had thousands you just definitely have to manage who you're talking to because there's definitely going to be messages in the chat that are a bit more important than other ones I, it sounds that's a really weird way to put it but mm -hmm. this is a really hard question well how do you how do you <laughs> listen to thousands of people talking to you well there's definitely a skill involved with filtering out what's just basic questions and you know comments and stuff like that and then what's actually people addressing me but still even if they're a bunch of, i mean I, I, I can imagine that it could be scrolling by pretty quickly yeah it's just become a skill and it's something that develops along with with streaming you know when you start out with streaming you start out with no viewers usually that's how most people start out unless you have a way to promote yourself and get you some viewers there or you have friends or something like that but you develop that skill as your stream grows as your stream grows you're going to have more people watching you you're going to be talking to more people and that's usually a gradual change that doesn't really happen in large quantities of change so you're not just going to one day stream and have 500 people watching that you have to adapt to it's a gradual change over a long period of time and you start to pick up on what messages in the chat are ones you actually should respond to and which ones are just chatters talking to other people or saying something like lol and stuff like that <laughs> recently i had some friends ask me about the shooting in florida at a gaming event a madden gaming event it has nothing to do with Madden. It has nothing to do with football. But because they know I do this podcast and they hear gaming and shooting in the same port, they ask about it. But it does bring up something that I had read about the shooter. He had issues at home where he was staying up till 4 a.m. on school nights uh, gaming. And then he would just walk around the house in circles all the time wouldn't listen to his teachers wouldn't listen to his parents his parents tried to get him help psychological issues several times and there is always especially outside the gaming community there's a lot of questions about how much is too much video games when is it an addiction and for people who really research it there are some clear signs of video game addiction i would just like to hear your perspective having played through school through high school through college having graduated where do you see the line of what's healthy and how it worked for you? Retrospectively, looking back, what might not have been good? Like, how did you recognize when things maybe weren't going in the right direction and how do you affect that? Early on for me in high school, I did personally have issues with gaming too much. My grades would be not as good as they could have been. I skipped out on a lot of homework sometimes just to play games whenever I wanted. But that's the kind of thing that for me, as I grew up and especially got into college, I discovered I just can't do. And personally, I think there's definitely a line to be drawn where to the point where if you're gaming so much that it's literally affecting your day to day life in an adverse way or it's affecting your health or it's affecting your social life. That's when I think the line should be drawn. And I'm a person that's all about self-care. I'm a big proponent. That's the word. I'm go. a big proponent for self-care and making sure you're taking care of yourself and your health. And gaming is a thing that it's not just the fact that it's gaming itself, but anything in life in too large of a quantity can be bad for you. It doesn't really matter what it is. It's the same thing with gaming. And though it is something that is very addicting, that's just something that's going to push that even farther. You have priorities. You knew what you wanted to accomplish. Mm -hmm. But one of the problems with addiction is that 
people don't realize they're addicted. Exactly. It's become a part of their life to the point where it seems normal. It, and, it seems normal and it seems yeah. like the, the only important thing or the most and important thing. That's a kind of a worry that I've had before with this, you know, how much I play video games due to my live stream. There's a weird description between figuring out if I'm actually gaming too much or whether this is fine because it's literally going towards my living. It's a very difficult thing to deal with sometimes. And it, it's one of those things where you definitely have to take a step back and just stay away from it for a while there are definitely times where i personally feel like i am gaming too much and it's getting to the point where it's getting exhausting and i need breaks and i just don't want to do it anymore it's important to be able to distinguish between addiction and uh, free time mm -hmm. there's, there's a lot of it's very case by case but on dealing with the subject of addiction when it's something like this where it's something that you can do for fun or it can be addictive rather than something like drugs or something like that you got to be careful as to not bunch too much in with addiction if you were to spend two hours on it on your day off just because you want to relax and have fun that wouldn't be addiction but it feels like sometimes people could lump it into that if they see you on it too much it's really subjective and it's mm -hmm. important to be able to it's, it mainly comes with experience but i think it really gets bad whenever they're actively ignoring to do other things that they should be doing and but it's also there's another factor where they might just not be mature enough i guess to recognize that maybe you, they should be doing something else instead of this that seems to be definitely kind of the problem with a lot of people in their years in high school and even middle school and that they just do not have that maturity to be able to tell that they are taking away from the rest of their life by how much they're putting into gaming or whatever else they're addicted to. And it's yeah. to the point where the gaming takes over your life so much to the point where it overshadows everything else that matters. That's when it gets to the point where it's, it's very bad and yeah, was, it starts well, taking thinking, over your life. It got to the point, I, I already messed up, I realized this now. But before I didn't realize that I was kind of like slowly degrading my friendships over time by choosing to play video games rather than spend time with them in person. And that was a big mistake on my part. And I'm still trying to learn, I'm trying to relearn the social skills. The question that I have for Zant is, what are your goals as far as professionally gaming and non-gaming? So, I okay, you say non-gaming, but I feel like for me non-gaming still kind of involves gaming in a sense because I'm literally going into game design and that's going to be my career path. But aside from that, my goals for gaming is honestly just to keep streaming as a hobby for me to enjoy, because that's what it is currently. It is making me an income, but it's not what I rely on right now. I don't want it to reach a point where I have to rely on that to pay my bills, because mm. having streaming hit that point for me, putting monetary stress on it, it seriously it will devalue it for me as a hobby and not have to worry about finances for years to come. For that reason, I have gone to college. I'm about to have a degree and I'm going to be able to get a job and I'm going to go down that path. But I still want to have streaming as something to do on the side as a hobby to do alongside that. And it's going to bring me in a little bit more income as well, which is going to be really nice early on, especially with paying off student loans and stuff of that sort. But outside the universe of gaming, I'm very into outdoors. I'm an Eagle Scout. I did a lot of hiking and canoeing and backpacking and stuff throughout my high school years and that's still a major part of my life now that I really want to stick with and do some crazy things with. I live in an area where we have a lot of hiking here so I can literally just go outside and go hiking whenever I want but there's a lot of traveling I want to do to really experience some cool things. As much as I do love playing video games and exploring the virtual reality there's a lot of really beautiful games yeah that combine perfect music with amazing graphics and they accomplish what our world would not be able to do due to physics mm -hmm. but 
it's nice because we don't have the technology yet to simulate all the smells and uh and like the wind and everything that makes it just so much more immersive we don't even have the method to 100 percent accurately display the visuals graphics are always better outside yeah, that's right in real life when you think about your career going forward you think about gaming as a hobby because it Partly, it makes it more fun to game as a hobby when you don't have to rely on gaming for your income. Mm -hmm. uh, but you went into game design. Do you major in game design? Yes, I've uh, done a major in game design. Uh, my concentration is environment art. So I do environment building, 3D modeling, texturing, some animation. Mostly the art side of it. I don't do much programming. Okay. And so what kind of uh, position, what kind of jobs are there for people that majored in game design like you did? Literally, the job title that I want is environment artist, and that covers quite a broad spectrum of roles in a workplace, anywhere from literally modeling out environment assets or concepting environment assets to using games. That's all focused around game landscapes, environments, not more, less so characters. Building the world. Yes, yeah, building the worlds. And... That's, for me, what's the coolest part of game design and why I love it so much. Because the big thing for me with gaming is just getting to explore these really cool worlds. But with me learning environment art and the ability to model them myself, I can literally just make my own. And it's a really neat thing. And eventually that's going to get to the point where I'm going to be making a salary off that. Personally, for me, I almost consider that whole side of my life to be kind of separate from gaming because to me, it feels just like art. It doesn't feel like I'm doing any kind of like gaming related thing, even though it's going directly into a game. Do you ever have any issues with your parents thinking that this might not be healthy for you or you're playing too much or you're just not doing what they want you to do? That kind of thing. Okay. So for me, um, in middle school and high school, for some reason, my mom just hated the idea of me gaming at all she did not want me to play video games at all and my dad was completely fine with it and this is after they were divorced so when i visited my dad i'd be at his place when i visited my mom i'd be at her place i could visit my dad and i'd play video games and then i go back to my mom's place and i can't play video games for her i think the main thing was she was just so concerned about my grades because that's the main thing that was being affected by them to the point where i was getting limited to maybe 15 minutes of computer and game time a day some days when i had school for her, it was definitely a thing with the grades where she noticed that they were dropping to the point where it was really affecting me. I feel like, honestly, back then, my dad almost probably gave me too much freedom with the gaming because there were some weekends there that would literally be an escape from my mom's house and I'd go over to his place and just do nothing but play video games. And that was it. <laughs> you love <laughs> Because it. I could. Right. <laughs> Well, it sounds like she was being very responsible. So. Yeah, but it seemed to be like a straight up vendetta hatred against the concept of gaming. There was no way from at that point in her eyes, there was zero place for it in my life at all. It probably seemed that way at the time, but how does it feel looking back? It feels really crazy looking back, especially now how supportive she is of it. Because literally in my high school years, she didn't want me to be anything involved in gaming like she wanted that to have no part in my life and now i'm sitting here making a salary off streaming on twitch and about to be going into environment art and she's completely supportive of it and it's really neat to see how that can evolve from something that actually takes away from your life and turn into something that is a positive thing that has improved my life a lot do you think that's because you've actually succeeded and she's not worried about it anymore 
Yeah, that as well as the fact that I hate putting it like this, but for her, it, the tipping point really seemed to be when I started making money from streaming. That mm. seemed to really make sense with her how that's successful. And she's like, oh, well, if it makes you money, then, well, then it's, it's okay. Well, then it's real. Right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then the big thing for her was when I told her I make enough money from it to not have to get summer jobs anymore. That was a very difficult concept for her to understand because she still wanted me to get a summer job because she just wanted me to experience that. When it hit the point where I was actually making a decent amount of money from it, she began to gradually support it more and more and more and to the point today where it's just she's 100% fine with it. Hit the point where it started making more than the only part-time job I've ever had when I was about a sophomore in college. Happy I don't have to work at that place anymore. It was a good restaurant, but it's just almost to the point of social exhaustion in some yeah. work days. I get kind of tired from talking to people at school. Yeah, so actually sometimes I've begun to feel that with streaming, especially when I was on Partner Spotlight. After finishing up streams there, I'd literally hop in my car and just go drive for an hour and just not talk to people because yeah. you needed that time away just talking to that volume of people in such a short amount of time. It's exhausting, yeah. even though it is over the internet. It's like you want to do your best, but and you enjoy it too. At least I enjoy it, and I want to do my best, but it's still draining. Mm -hmm. You can't invest all of your time. I guess it's just like a personality type, and there's like the introvert extrovert, extrovert thing. Yeah, is is debatable for certain. And then for the opposite but, type, it's the opposite one that becomes stressful to them, and then the other yeah. one that basically solves it. Yeah. Yeah. So I I consider myself introverted. But Same. Even though I really do enjoy talking to people. And I've really been trying to get out of my comfort zone. I've been doing well and getting skill set. It's still tiring. No matter how yeah. far out of my comfort zone I get, and no matter how comfortable I get, even if I'm talking with my best friend, it'll still be somewhat tiring. Mm -hmm. Because I want to make sure I'm doing a good job. And I'm not it's saying... not the concept. It's, it's not the person. It's the concept of the social situation. Yeah seems that streaming is good practice for an introvert for social life. It, it, it seriously is. is. And honestly, it's kind of pulled the extrovert out of me a little bit. Like, not fully, but I am definitely much more comfortable in social situations nowadays. You know, going to events and hanging out with friends that I've known on Twitch, only on Twitch, and actually getting to meet them, it just feels like I have a group of friends that I can be happy with, even though I am a very introverted person. It's really nice. It's a very nice thing to be able to feel like I am an introvert and be able to have like, you know, a bit of an extroverted side of me come out because of streaming. What kind of events do you like to go to? The main events I go to are the Games Done Quick events. I know I mentioned them earlier. They're the speedrunning charity marathons. They run twice every year. One supports Prevent Cancer and the other one supports Doctors Without Borders. Mm. Each time they raise basically two million every single event now. It, there are some amazing events. It's just honestly a week of hanging around a hotel that has a live stream going on in its conference center. And they've got rooms with a whole bunch of TVs and games and stuff. And everyone who does speedrunning is there. And you can talk to people about stuff and network. The other event I've been to is TwitchCon. And I'm actually going there again this year. I went back in 2016, and I didn't go last year, but I'm going this year. TwitchCon's a much bigger scale event than something like that, to the point where it does get a little overwhelming sometimes, talking crowds of people. So what is TwitchCon about? TwitchCon is about the Twitch community coming together for a convention. It's just a place to go and meet all your friends you've known from Twitch, while interacting with a lot of awesome companies that have places in the gaming community and just learning about Twitch as a product and what new things they're going to do with it moving forward. They usually hold a big keynote that talks about their plans for moving forward with the site, 
and what new features they're coming out with. I've heard a lot of streamers talk about it. It's a fun event. I personally prefer the more low-key events like Games Done Quick just because it's a bit more relaxed and you have more time. It's a week as opposed to three days. And also there's maybe a thousand people there instead of 10,000. And also with the whole community thing with Twitch, the speedrunning has a very, very big and very welcoming community. And I've made home there and I have a lot of friends there and a lot of them just they go to every single one of these games done quick events and that's almost become just my hangout time with my friends those two weeks each year and where is and that held usually there's one around northern virginia for the past couple of years it's been in herndon virginia but it's moving up to maryland for the january events and then the summer events are usually held up in minnesota so where do you see your streaming career going I definitely plan on streaming for as long as I can, and I will make effort to keep that as a part of my life for as long as I can, because it is something I am seriously passionate about. I want to keep that as a part of my life, mostly as a hobby. If I can do that alongside a job, I'm going to do that. My goal is just to have fun and enjoy myself, use it as a place to kind of just talk to my friends and stuff that I know from Twitter. For most hobbies, people just, they just cost people money, but you actually get to make money and do your hobby. Mm -hmm. so that's that's pretty cool yeah it's a really neat thing and like i said i just want it to be something i can enjoy for the rest of my life honestly after it gets to the point where i have a you know a stable career my priorities with it are literally just going to be having fun with it and not really being concerned about the financials if i could solidify that and have income through other means that'd be amazing and just always have that as a hobby because there's definitely a charm as having something literally dedicated as your hobby Mm -hmm. For your environmental design work, do you expect to have to move somewhere? 900% yes, with an asterisk next to it. Because <laughs> where I live, there are zero game studios here. Now, the only way I can make something like that work if I want to stay in this area is to do something remotely. That's an option, and that's something I'm going to consider, especially for internships. But when I actually get a, a career, I'm going to live where I work. I plan on relocating for that likely somewhere out in california or um I'm, I'm looking at some studios up in seattle washington as well okay and then a couple of friends and i wanted to look into like the minneapolis area it's just a central location where we have a lot of friends around also my dad lives down in uh raleigh north carolina and they've got research triangle down there and there's some game studios there that i'm gonna oh, cool. look into as well so what's your youtube channel my youtube channel is youtube.com slash xantfalci it's z-a-n-t-f-a-l-c-i-e but right. the little 3d short i made it was actually a final project for one of my classes this was the final project for it it's okay. pretty straightforward i made it in a total of a month though for the project it was something really neat that i could try to come up with a story with give a narrative to something that i make in 3d which is one thing i had never done before at the time it was a very fun project to work on the program i used to make it was maya and i rendered it with a render engine known as redshift so maya is a program made by autodesk um, you may have known yeah. 3ds max from autodesk as well and they have autocad and a whole bunch of other things redshift is a third-party render engine though it makes very good use of the gpu in order to render a lot faster than many other built-in render engines in a program like maya would a lot of those are very CPU based and they're made for render farms as opposed to, you know, like a personal computer machine that's mine where I'm going to be wanting to render something with my GPU. And how do people find you on Twitch? Uh, so you can find me on Twitch simply twitch.tv slash Zant, Z-A-N-T. All right. Yeah. And you can find me on Twitch if you go to twitch.tv slash Max Dementio. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. Yeah. I really appreciate your time. And we'll have to watch you on Twitch and uh, learn how to play Zelda. Thank you so much. This is really fun. And I want to thank our audience once again for listening to another episode of My Kid Wants to Be a Pro Gamer. 
Until next time, have fun. <laughs>